The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Churchill said, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Kevin Hallinan believes that certainly applies to business. Welcome to Winning Business Radio here at W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. And now, your host, Kevin Hallinan. Welcome to Winning Business Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Hallinan. I'm so glad you're with us again today. The mission of Winning Business Radio, as regular listeners know, is to offer insights and advice to help people avoid the mistakes of others, to learn best practices, the how-tos, the what-tos, the what-not-tos, to really be challenged and certainly to be inspired by the successes of others. Every successful person I've ever talked to has had failures in their lives and careers. So as I often say, we all have to get our knees skinned. Once in a while, my goal is to keep those scrapes from needing major surgery. So let's endeavor to learn from the history of others so we don't repeat them. You know, I do my best to bring experts to the discussion. Well, today's guest is no exception. Louis Godema is truly a marketing expert. Let me read his bio. Louis helps companies from MIT startups to the Global 2000 increase their revenue by focusing on the lowest risk and most cost-effective programs to get more leads and sales. He's the founder and president of Mark of the marketing consultancy Revenue and Associates, that's revenueassociates.biz, a firm that helps companies develop and implement strategic marketing programs that drive business results. One client is quoted as saying, Louis's strongest asset is his ability to help clients leverage the power of interactive media into their marketing plans to achieve impressive sales growth. Louis previously founded and grew a marketing agency into one of the top three or four in its national market before a successful exit. He speaks frequently on marketing and business at regional and national events. He's written for such leading business sites as the Harvard Business Review, Marketing Profs, IDG Connect Marketer, Chief Martech, Tech Target, VentureBeat, Content Marketing Institute, and eConsultancy. As a hunter, Louis has closed deals up to a million dollars at the director, VP, and C levels of major corporations. Clients have included IBM, the Boston Globe, Philips Healthcare, Partners Healthcare, Stratus, EMC, Endeca, Cognos, Genzon Genetics, and many other major corporations in dozens of schools, colleges, and nonprofits. Louis earned his bachelor's degree at the University of Michigan. His recently re- released book, Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster, available on Amazon, will be the subject of much of this interview. Louis, welcome to Winning Business Radio. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Doing great. Thank you for being here. So tell us about your early, earlier career. Where did you get your start? Well, in a sense, uh, my business work grew out of what I studied in college, which mm-hmm. was uh, liberal, liberal arts and essentially theater. Um, I was in a program at the University of Michigan called a Bachelor of General Studies, which uh, was essentially let you put together your your own program and, and concentrate on what you wanted to, but you didn't formally get uh, a major certified uh, but I essentially had a major in theater and, and studied film quite a lot also. And so uh, what, my way into the business world was in writing. Uh, I oh, initially cool. was doing writing for businesses 
for their sales meetings and their videos and and things of that sort. And then that led to um, a lot of my work in the 80s and 90s being uh, in the uh, in the video industry, the corporate video industry. And then I established, founded uh, Magic Hour Communications, my agency, in 1998. Mm-hmm. But the the way in was through uh, uh, through that writing that okay. came out of the the theater and the the really the storytelling that uh, mm. I learned in in that uh, area. And where did you grow up? Uh, for the first 12 years of my life, I grew up in a farm town of 800 people in. <laughs> In Northwest Illinois, oh, yeah, and uh, my father was in the cattle business. I raised Suffolk sheep and showed oh, them wow. at county fairs. I was in 4-H. Cool. And uh, then we moved to Rockford, which is about 150,000 people in northern Illinois. And uh, then I went to the University of Michigan. That's very cool. What were other than other than theater? What were some of your early interests? Uh. I did, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that kids do, yeah. right? When you grow up in a town of 800, you can, uh, <laughs> uh, it's very easy to spend a lot of time with other kids and, yeah. and parents don't worry about what you're doing. And, uh, but when I get, got into high school, I was in debate and, uh, and forensics. Uh, I've always been very interested in history and, and to this day, I read much more nonfiction uh, than fiction. So yeah. history, history and biography are always been a, an area of interest to me. That's good stuff. Tell us about some of the mentors you may have had along the way. You know, it's funny because I don't think of, you know, individual mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been self-employed a lot of my career. Right. And so I haven't had that experience of working in a company and being mentored by someone for five or ten years. Uh, I think of it as more kind of pulling from a lot of different sources, a lot of different people I met along the way, um, and some of it from reading, too, you know, from whether it was, uh, uh, you know, books uh, early in my career, like In Search of Excellence or mm-hmm. Crossing the Chasm or or more recent books. Um, but there have been a lot of clients that I've had who also have been uh, just terrific clients and that I learned quite a lot about marketing from. Yeah, that's neat. So you've grown two companies, correct? Yeah, um, Magic Hour became, um, so initially Magic Hour Communications was focused on uh, marketing communications. We did quite a lot of work for the uh, for IBM. Uh, they were our biggest client. We had did several million dollars worth of work for them, did a lot of work for the Boston Globe, venture-backed startups like Indeca, which is now part of Oracle, and mm-hmm. Speechworks, which is part of Nuance. Uh, and then pivoted uh, after the 2002 crash because I wanted to move from a project-based business model to a recurring revenue business model. And so um, we became what now is called a SaaS company, mm-hmm. uh, which is software as a service, and uh, focused on designing and developing and hosting websites for small colleges and private schools because uh, in in doing that, they paid us an annual annual fee for the hosting and using of the the custom uh, software that we developed to make it easy for them to manage their websites, what's called a content management system. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we became one of the three or four national leaders in that market space. And having that 
base of recurring revenue is what really provided a lot of value when I wanted to sell the company in 2009. So let me ask about revenue associate, revenue and associates, the current firm. What's been your most successful strategy for growing that business, your current business? Um, I would say email marketing has actually been um, our best business development channel. Uh, one of the things that I have done over for two and a half years I was doing was a daily email marketing tip. Mm-hmm. And every morning at 7.30, uh, people would get that from me. And some people would say, oh, my God, daily, you know, that's that's horrible. Uh, but in fact, I had very few unsubscribes. And I, you would be amazed at the number of people who would come up to me at events or meetings and say, I love your daily emails. I look forward. Uh, it's how I start my day. Oh, it's my, cool. little, my little bit of inspiration. Uh, and I would get uh, feedback from people. After two and a half years, I, I cut it back to weekly uh, because I had written a book at the same time and was it was taking a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, email has actually been a very successful channel uh, for revenue and associates. Well, we're going to talk about that a bit later. Can you describe your ideal client these days? Uh, the ideal client is someone who's motivated. And, uh, you know, I talk about in the book, and I, I, I'm sure we'll talk about too, about how many companies are not marketing uh, to the degree that they should. They're underinvesting mm-hmm. in marketing. They're missing out on a big opportunity. What I'm really looking for is that uh, a company that may be a $5 million or $10 million or $50 million or, or $2 billion. I, I recently have been doing work with a several billion dollar company, manufacturing company. But it really uh, is not the industry so much or the size. Right. It really, it really has to do with having management that's motivated to make a change and to execute. Because if there's one area where, aside from just not uh, you know, uh, deciding to, to do the marketing at all, uh, once they do decide that that's something they want to do, if there's one area where companies really fall down, it's on the execution and not committing the resources and the time to to really make it happen. Right. Sounds like I've heard that answer a bunch of times before. It's very similar to to me in the sales training industry. Not an industry per se, you know, not a target industry, but the person, the type of company, the, the culture. One but, of my favorite business books is Jim Collins' Good to Great. Of course, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's all about execution. I, cu- I could summarize that book into three words focus and execute. And, you know, uh, it's not about charisma. It's really about the day-to-day, you know, getting it done. And uh, Tom Peters, you know, the famous management consultant, uh, he says, excellence is about the next five minutes. You know, It's, it's it's not some grand lofty thing. It's about, you know, day after day, every action you take. And, and, uh, so I'm much more focused on uh, that than the uh, kind of huge grand idea. So tell listeners what specific services you offer. Well, the way that um, we engage with companies usually is uh, is primarily one of two ways. Uh, the first is to develop their marketing strategies, mm-hmm. and and so uh, that so that often is done in what I call a, a marketing strategy sprint uh, because it's important to be agile and to move fast 
And so in a marketing strategy sprint in one month, um, I come in and I gather a lot of data about the company and the marketing programs that they've done in the past and uh, who some of their competitors are. And then I use various tools to research the competitors and their marketing programs. Um, and then we do a one-day workshop with the senior people from that team. I, I have one coming up in just a few weeks with a company. And uh, people are c coming in from uh, the UK and from Texas. And we're going to be meeting in Boston for the day. And uh, we go through a lot of of questions and a lot of issues the company is facing around marketing, you know, such as who are who is their competition, how are they differentiated, what's their positioning, and uh, what are the key marketing programs that competitors are using, uh, what what's been successful or not successful for that company, and then what are the real opportunities? And we we come out of that developing uh, a twelve month action plan for the company to move forward with. Uh, the second thing that uh, typically Revenue and Associates provides sometimes is uh, managed marketing services for companies that don't have a marketing department. Uh, essentially, we act as their marketing department for six months or a year or so mm -hmm. to spin up some of these programs like you know, email marketing, improved websites, uh, better sales and marketing collaboration, account-based marketing thing, you know, search engine advertising, whatever it may be that we decide is appropriate for that company. And to manage those, uh, put in place perhaps some marketing or sales technology like a CRM, mm -hmm. uh, and then over time transition it to them. So without being too disqualifying, what kind of budgets do most clients need? And, you know, maybe you could answer that by company or segment. Or size of company, rather, you know? Um, you know, the, the managed marketing services uh, starts at, at several thousand dollars a month, plus mm -hmm. whatever marketing uh, uh, budget, you know, in terms of clicks that we may be paying right. or ad fees or media fees or things of that sort. Um, and the, uh, the marketing... Uh, strategy sprint really depends on the size of the company. Uh, so for a, a, a very large company, and I also sometimes do, what, instead of a, a sprint or a planning session, sometimes for companies I've done, uh, for example, digital marketing workshops to kind of educate them okay. about their, their opportunity. And those kind of depend on the uh, size of the company, and they can be several thousand dollars and up. All right, we're going to continue, but right now we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. You're listening to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan on W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. Don't go away. More helpful information is coming right up, right here on Winning Business Radio. What's up? This is Matt and Brian from 10 Years, and you're listening to W4CY Radio. The YP.com website is your local search engine. If you're looking for a good restaurant, it can help you find the right one nearby with ratings and reviews. Or if your car breaks down, you can use the YP app to find the closest repair shop. Or maybe you're just looking for something to do on a Friday night. Well, it has great local coupons for all sorts of things in your area. 
No matter what, when, or where, if you're looking for something, YP Local Search can help you find it. So go to yp.com or download the app to search local, find local, and save local. And now back to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan, presenting exciting topics and expert guests with one goal in mind, to help you succeed in business. Here once again is Kevin Hallinan. Welcome back. We are here today again with founder and president of Mark, the marketing consultancy Revenue and Associates, Louis Gudima, and the book Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster. We'll get to that in just a moment. Um, Louis, I wanted to give listeners an opportunity to, to, to learn from you, uh, not just marketing, but kind of big picture. Having started and grown two businesses, can you give folks a sense of, uh, you know, put you on the spot, a couple of your biggest mistakes, one or two of your biggest mistakes along the way? Uh, well, uh, you know, you may, my, my feeling is, uh, when I'm running a business, I make mistakes every week, For sure. uh, but you're looking for the doozies. Um, uh, it doesn't have it, to be something you know, just part of it is, is luck. And, and, you know, one mistake I had, uh, with magic hour, uh, certainly was bad timing, yeah. which was a highly volatile economy. We, we grew a hundred percent a year for three years. And then the economy crashed in 2002, and and we shrunk by two thirds. Uh, pivoted the company, rebuilt successfully, became a national leader uh, in our market niche. And then the the economy crashed in 2008 with the fir- worst uh, recession since the Great Depression. So you know that was some bad timing. Um, you know one reason that I sold the company eventually was that it was becoming more of a tech company and less of a marketing company or, or just more and more of the budget and, and employees were programmers and engineers and such. And uh, I just felt that my expertise was in marketing and communications and, you know, I wasn't the best person to be running what was becoming a tech company. Right. So, uh, you know, that was something for sure. Okay, so let's flip that. So talk about maybe one or two of your best decisions or biggest successes. Well, I think, you know, always having uh, clear differentiators. Um, and sometimes companies are very muddy about that. But having something that you're really expert at. Uh, when, uh, when we pivoted the company and, and started to focus on the small colleges and private schools, mm-hmm. our clear differentiator was, you know, as opposed to the other companies providing those websites which were much more technology-focused companies, we were the marketing experts. And so if a school thought of their web project as a communication or a marketing project, we were very likely to win because we had such great uh, credentials and clear distinction in that area. Whereas if they thought of the project as a technology project or a data integration project, we had a very low chance of winning. And uh, I was fine with that. You know, we had a clear identity, a clear differentiation, and uh, I knew on the very first call with a prospect if we were likely to win it or not, just based on how they saw the project. Um, So having that kind of clear differentiation and uh, being very focused is often one of the best things any company can do. You know, if you try to say we're everything to everybody, uh, you're kind of nobody, uh, nothing to anybody. Uh, so if you become really the expert in your uh, niche, that can be much better than trying to be a, a generalist in, in everything. 
Right. And you just said something that's near and dear to my heart, excuse me, <clears throat> that the sooner we realize we're not a fit for somebody, we're not a fit for everybody. We know that, right? The, the better off they are, the better off we are. We can move on to a better potential client and spend more time with the right people. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to the book. Again, um, available on Amazon, Amazon Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster. And, and first, I just wanted to give a brief, I don't know if the right word is disclaimer, but in this limited format, 44 or so minutes of a radio interview, we're probably going to do a disservice to the book. So I apologize up front. There's only so much we can talk about. And there is a ton of stuff in this book. You talk about an entire marketing program. So if listeners have questions, sorry, this is my plug, not yours, Louie, buy the book. <laughs> um, but having said that, um, in it, you introduce readers to, and I'm going to quote, the fastest, least expensive tactics for generating new leads and sales. Another quote, this is Louis speaking, I'll also share hundreds of actionable insights and tips that you can start using right away. So can you give us, before we really get into it, an example of maybe one or two of those uh, insights or tips? Just a quickie. Sure. Well, the, you know, the book is is 350 pages, has over 100 full color, uh, you know, illustrations or examples in it uh, uh, of marketing programs and literally does on those 350 pages have hundreds of tips and best practices and case studies and examples. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, two real quick, uh, certainly always... Uh, putting the customer front and center, being very customer centric and and customer focused in many ways that I describe in the book is is absolutely essential. Um, rather than being product focused or focused on your company, uh, but then um, in terms of a tactic, you know, I am a big fan of email marketing, as I mentioned before, mm. and and sometimes people uh, are skeptical of that, but. Uh, frankly, almost every time I've seen a survey of marketers where they're asked, what's your most effective channel, uh, email is in the top one or two. And so, uh, you know, people, and, and at the same time, when I'm working with a smaller mid-sized company, I can't tell you, Kevin, the number of times where I've said to uh, the owners, you know, how many email contacts do you have in your database? Oh, we have 9,000. We have 22,000. Wow. Uh, how often do you email them? Oh, at the holidays. <laughs> and it's just a huge, huge missed opportunity. And there is something that, as I said, uh, you know, you were quoting me, costs almost nothing. Yeah. You can email 10,000 contacts as many times as you want for less than $100 a month using something like Constant Contact or MailChimp. The tools to do these programs are just a astonishingly inexpensive these days and so any company that's not taking advantage of this is just uh, not being very wise about it so having read the book I really appreciate how in-depth you go and how complex really good marketing is but yet I especially like the the, the how-to actionable nature of it so nice job I want to give you a couple of my uh, key takeaways again these are quotes from the book but these are things that jumped off the page at me 80% of companies are seriously underinvesting in marketing to their de detriment. Second quote, this is you speaking. My study of 85 software companies found that those with the broadest marketing programs grew, wait for it, four to five times faster than those without them. And the third or a third was 
A study of over 1,000 insurance agencies similarly found significantly faster growth for agencies that had spent the most on marketing. All agencies got business from referrals, but those that invested in marketing got, got qualified leads and business from many other sources, too. That's, that's just powerful. Yeah, well, you've got you know this situation where, uh, as you said, I, I did a study of 351 B2B mm-hmm. companies with about 50 to 1,000 employees. So these are not solopreneurs. These are not real small companies with just five or 10 employees. These are companies that have been around a bit and have grown to you know a, a modest you know to fairly large size, and yet uh, the software companies uh, in general, not all of them, were were aggressive, mature uh, marketers, mm-hmm. and the companies in all other in- industries, manufacturing, software, uh, manufacturing, medical devices, professional services, uh, tended to do way too little marketing. And uh, there's just a huge opportunity there. And there's especially a huge opportunity for the first company in an industry or one of the first companies uh, to take advantage of of marketing to grow because it's a lot easier field uh, when you're the only only one producing content or you're the only one bidding on search ad keyword terms uh, or you're the only one on social media when you don't have a lot of competition in some of those uh, programs you get a lot better results than if you have 10 or 15 companies competing with you Uh, and at that point it just becomes a cost of doing business rather than something where you can get a real business advantage. Uh, but if you, yeah, if you jump in early uh, and you can really have a great opportunity there. All right. Here's the next question. Uh, it's kind of a big question, but from your experience, um, again, pretty big question. Aside from not doing it, all right, and not spending the money, but where do most businesses from your experience go wrong with marketing or fall short? Well, I think, you know, one of the problems that you have now, marketing used to be relatively simple Mm -hmm. in the sense that there were only about six or eight ways that you could communicate with customers like direct mail or print or radio, TV. And now you have dozens and dozens of ways, such as social media and search advertising and podcasts and so forth, almost a new one every year. Um, And there's so much buzz and there's so much talk that people can easily get kind of go down the wrong path. Uh, and frankly, this whole landscape changes pretty rapidly. What worked five years ago doesn't work today. What worked 10 years ago definitely doesn't work today. And yet, you know, a lot of advice is out there, and, and you see a lot of consultants who kind of get uh, wedded to a particular approach, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they don't really change, and they don't see the landscape changing around them. And so then companies are doing what are frankly, you know, not very effective things, as I as I describe in the book, like social media, uh, organic social media, just posting to Twitter or or Facebook, um, or trying to create a lot of content, um, which is not going to be very effective anymore because you know the internet has has become so massive and and there is so much content already. Uh, and so there's other programs that I describe in in the book that can be much more effective, uh, much faster than some of those programs. Here's something I found really interesting. You talked about, you just reminded me, the various forms of marketing, and there's a new one every year. 
you've seen a decline in direct mail uh, effectiveness and then an increase in recent years. Well, direct mail uh, has increased. It, it totally depends on the demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a program that's going to depend on who you're mailing to and how you do it. And, um, and I'm sure what you sell, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, for example, um, at our house, direct mail kind of sits in a basket for about, you know, four weeks before it gets opened. And then, <laughs> sure. then, then we kind of go through it and, and throw out much of it. So it doesn't have much impact. Now, if you're uh, mailing to an older audience uh, who have more time to, to spend and go through it, it could be very effective. Uh, you also, for corporations, for B2B, I use direct mail as part of my uh you know, account-based marketing or target account marketing, where I have uh, the first two chapters of the book as a, a, a publication. It's, it's you know, about 25 pages long, and it looks like a little booklet, but it's really the first two chapters of the book. And I will send that to CEOs or owners and say, here's um, two chapters from my book. This outlines an approach I think would be valuable for you. Um, let's get together and talk about this, and I'll bring along a full copy of the book for you. And uh, that is very successful at opening doors for me. But it's part of a cadence of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, six or eight touches uh, to lead to, uh, to a meeting, to an appointment. And that, that's a good place to take a quick break because we're, we're going to get back and talk about what a program could look like. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan on W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. Don't go away. More helpful information is coming right up, right here on Winning Business Radio. Be seen, be heard on the Internet's number one ranked radio station right here in West Palm Beach. What a way for your business to have a voice. Now is the time to advertise your business on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 for a deal you won't refuse. Again, that's 561-506-4031. Don't wait. Call now. Hey, this is Kenny Wayne Shepard, and you're listening to W4CY Radio. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. And now back to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan, presenting exciting topics and expert guests with one goal in mind, to help you succeed in business. Here once again is Kevin Hallinan. Thanks for coming back. Uh, We are once again with founder and president of marketing consultancy Revenue and Associates, Louis Gudima, and the author of the book we're talking about, Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster. Louis, you told me uh, earlier in in our prep call that there's a lot of misinformation about marketing. Can you talk about that? 
Yeah, well, um, what's happened in the last uh, 10 years or so is that um, the Internet has exploded in size. And so programs that, um, you know, used to work like content marketing don't work anymore just because your content has, unless you're a big company or a company with what we call domain authority uh, for your website, um, Google just isn't going to rank it very high. Mm -hmm. And the majority of clicks are in the top three uh, links on a Google search results results page. And and so, you know, it's almost impossible if you haven't already already established yourself uh, to get those high uh, links. And... uh, and so that really becomes a long-term uh, inefficient uh, way to develop business. And, um, you know, I describe in the book a three-phase approach uh, that is much faster and lower cost and lower risk way for companies that, especially companies that haven't been doing enough marketing uh, to really up their game. Uh, you know, it's a real on-ramp for companies to start to have marketing success in a matter of weeks or a few months rather than a matter of years mm. and uh, and produce some results, frankly, without not a real big uh, dollar spend. You know, it, it certainly takes some staff time, uh, but they don't have to invest a lot of money uh, to get in the game. So give us those three phases for a second, and I'll ask another question. All right, so the first phase is to take advantage of the marketing assets that your company already has. And uh, there's about six or eight of them that I describe in the book. Certainly your customers, um, understanding your customers, selling more to your uh, current customers, something many companies overlook. Uh, But it's much more expensive to try to land new accounts and so much more profitable to sell more to existing accounts. I've always heard it's about 10 times, I know you had a range, but I've always heard that it's about 10 times more expensive to find a new client than it is to grow the existing one. Yeah, way more expensive and mm-hmm. so way more profitable to sell to current customers. Um, you know, uh, your email list, as I was describing, is a mm-hmm. great asset that companies have. The website is something that, uh, and your website traffic, companies usually don't take advantage of. One of the things that uh, you need really clear messaging on your website, and you also need calls to action. And one of the things I found when I studied those 351 companies was that outside of the software uh, industry, three-quarters of companies had no calls to action, no prominent calls to action on their website. So people would come and go, and 99.9% of them, the company had no idea who they were. Mm. Uh, and this, again, is it costs almost nothing to add calls to action, depending on what your company is about, um, whether that's to sign up for uh, a, a weekly email or to download a white paper or mm-hmm. an infographic or attend a webinar um, or get 10% off or whatever it, it may be that works is the right offer for your company. Uh, you need to have those to you know, induce people to start to... Uh, engage with you, or even something that's becoming very uh, popular now is chat and chat bots. And uh, those are are proving very effective for companies. So uh, the center of the bullseye is taking advantage of those assets you already have, those marketing assets, and it costs almost nothing to do. Oftentimes it's free, uh, and it can produce results in weeks rather than uh, months or years. 
Yes, you, you talked about something that I think, uh, or you you said, but I, I assume this is highly uh, underutilized, talking to current customers, seeing what they're all about. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, hard it can be to get uh, an owner or uh, an executive to take time to talk to a customer. And yet every time I do this for my clients, mm. every time I conduct these interviews for my clients, they are amazed at the feedback they get. Uh, even if they are a service company who you would think would be close to their customer and they think they're close to their customer. Uh, just to give you one example, I was working for a company that had been around for decades and the owner who had taken over from his father said, uh, the only thing that matters in this industry is price. That's the only thing customers uh, <laughs> care about. Now, Kevin, you and I probably are pretty skeptical. Uh, you know, Unless we're running a dollar store, that's probably not the case. Uh, exactly. But, so I said, well, you know, let's see what they say. The very first customer I talked to, who had been a customer for over a decade, uh, part of the interview that I do at one point, I'll say, here's seven or eight reasons why you might uh, hire a vendor in this space. Uh, rank the top three for me. And immediately this customer said, well, price wouldn't be in the top three. Yeah. And, and yet, uh, that's what the, the owner thought was the only thing they cared about. Uh, so, yeah, the interviews you know, are, are hugely important for understanding what your customer is about. So then uh, the second ring of the bullseye, the second phase, is selling to customers who want to buy now. And uh, what most people don't realize is that their market is much smaller than they think it is because unless you're selling something that people buy you know, all the time, like food or clothes or a mm -hmm. haircut, something like that, um, you know, it, it may be a purchase they only make uh, a few times a year or every few years, like a car. You're not going to buy, a, you know, if you bought a, someone bought a car last month, they're probably not going to buy a car now. Right. When we had this uh, company that did those websites for those schools and colleges, typically they would redo their site every four years. We had a database of 3,000 uh, prospects, but after a few years, we knew when they had last done their website, and we didn't contact them for three years because it would have been just a waste of time. And so to make your marketing efficient, you use programs such as uh, search, search engine advertising to get in front of people who are searching and researching now uh, for what to buy. What company they want to buy from. And then there's other programs you can use, such as uh, what we call intent data. You look at surges of uh, people coming to your website where uh, suddenly three or four people from a company are looking at the same product on your site, and they weren't doing that last month. Mm -hmm. uh, that, or, or they're opening your emails a lot more, coming to your webinars, downloading information, real kind of signals uh, of intent. And then the third ring of the bullseye are the long-term uh, brand building and awareness programs like content, uh, like blogging and videos, uh, social media, and so forth, where you're getting in front of people so that they're aware who are the right profile, who are likely to, uh, to be interested in buying from you at some point. Um, and you want to be top of mind when they do. So I'm not saying that you never do those third 
phase programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm saying that as you scale a program, they are the lowest priority and they will be the last and slowest to produce results for you. Interesting. So big picture, you talk about in the book, a marketing automation system. Describe that for listeners. So marketing automation is a particular kind of software. I I kind of think of it as the Swiss army knife of marketing technology or marketing software. Uh, Because in one program, uh, you combine several different tools. So marketing uh, automation can track who has come to your website. It can send, uh, it can, it can link to your CRM and send alerts to the salespeople to let them know that someone who uh, they have a proposal in on uh, has come back to check out things on the website. can be tremendously valuable uh, if you thought that that was, lead was growing cold and, and mm-hmm. suddenly you find out that they you're, are looking at the website. It combines uh, email marketing. It has usually the uh, tools to build forms. Uh, so it, it has lead scoring. So you can typically uh, set up a lead scoring system with marketing automation, which again, if uh, you integrate it with the CRM, you can start to say, okay, uh, if the person is with this kind of company in a B2B example, if they're in this kind of company and they have this title and they're coming to our website a lot and opening our emails, uh, score them in a certain way and at a certain point they cross a threshold and they get passed over to sales and um, all of that can be automated uh, but unlike uh, some automation marketing automation doesn't put anyone out of a job you know you need more (laughs) you need more people to manage all that to write those emails and manage those campaigns and and so forth uh, not fewer but it's a great tool it's definitely uh, as a company scales its marketing program as they they get uh, very far down the road at all. Uh, marketing automation software is something they, they want to start uh, exploring. Can you provide a couple examples from maybe the low end to the high end? Oh, sure. I mean, and and uh, it's, it's a good thing you put it that way. I would say it's by size of company. Mm. Um, so you have a few for small companies like Infusionsoft or mm-hmm. Acton. Uh, HubSpot is... Uh, you know, very focused on kind of uh, 20 to 2,000 employee companies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're putting their toe into the enterprise space. I don't know if they're really a player there yet. Uh, many people consider Marketo to be, uh, you know, one of the most robust and sophisticated programs for midsize and large companies. Uh, a few of the others are uh, Eloqua or Silverpop. Mm-hmm. that compete in that enterprise space. So, uh, And then you sometimes have very specialized ones for particular industries, too. But what you want to do when you're looking to adopt some marketing uh, technology is really not just say, oh, this is the one best program, so let's adopt it, because there is no one best program. Um, I was just having it an interchange, an exchange on LinkedIn with a senior person at Marketo mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago because they just got uh, acquired by Adobe. And, uh, oh, I saw that, yeah. And, uh, and she was saying there is no one-size-fits-all. Uh, and I, we were agreeing on that. So um, what you want to do is you want to create what 
uh, we call use cases, where you say, here are the five things or eight things or 10 things we want to do with this marketing automation system or this email system or this uh, blog program or whatever it may be. And then look at, uh, analyze those, review those in light of those use cases. And how easy will it be to do that? And can it do it at all? Does it have the ability to actually uh, do the things that you want to do? Because some will, but some may not. And uh, then you can make a a much better evaluation of which system to adopt. All right. We're going to do some some quick hits here. We're going to, again, underserve these topics. um, And that's why listeners should get the book. There's another plug for you. Um, Website. What are some mistakes to avoid? Well, um, not having a clear goal for the website. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to have a clear goal for your website. Um, You need to have those clear clear messaging. Uh, You know, we're in an audio medium here, so I I can't show any examples, but when I'm giving a talk, uh, I do. And uh, of, you know, some companies that had muddied uh, messaging on their website, so hard to understand what they're Mm -hmm. about uh, and uh, how they... uh, you know, we help them uh, clear that up and have much sharper messaging. Um, certainly, you want to have those calls to action and those conversion devices. So uh, once you have your goals, then have the calls to action on your website that are going to encourage people to start to interact with you and use uh, whether it's uh, the chat or the pop-ups um, or the the well-designed landing pages, Mm. forms for people to fill out. Uh, Make those readily available and easy to get to so people can uh, start to engage with you. And, you know, it may be um, that one of your goals for your website is you want to make it easier for your customers to do business with you. Um, One of my clients, we uh, redesigned their website and and now it was, uh, they create uh, custom food labels. And uh, it was easy for new companies to come to their website to do uh, orders. But they saw a real uptick in current customers using their website for that purpose uh, because customers liked to do business that way. And now it was much easier to do that. So uh, that, that worked very well for them. So this radio interview, I invited you, just so listeners know, you didn't lobby to be a guest, but by way of offering advice, what part of marketing would you call this for you and how are you going to use it? Well, you know, a lot of what we're talking about today is my book and and Mm -hmm. book book marketing is always about getting out, you know, to be heard by as many people as possible, you know, so I do a lot of speaking. Uh, I'm being interviewed on lots and lots of podcasts uh, and radio programs like yours. Um, I do guest blog interviews and such. Mm -hmm. But I've done the center of the bullseye things. Um, Certainly the people who are on my email list are aware of it. If you go to the Revenue and Associates website, there is a big button for ordering the book. There is a pop-up about the book. I saw it, Uh, And so uh, I'm certainly taking advantage of all the center of the bullseye uh, programs. I'm not doing any uh, second ring programs like search advertising, uh, but this is in that uh, third ring that uh, as an author is very valuable for building a lot of awareness uh, about the book. All right. Last question and make this a quick one is, 
It's not even a question. It's more of a comment. Marketing and sales collaboration. You talk about that. That's music to my ears as a sales guy. More and more companies, I think, are figuring that out, but many companies have not. Yeah, well, it, it's a, a huge missed opportunity if they haven't. I mean, I had one client who was about a $300 million software company uh, where they told the head of marketing said it took one to two weeks to get a hot lead to sales. And that's just criminal. A hot lead. I'm not talking about someone who downloaded a white paper. I'm talking about someone who filled out a form that said, I want to talk to you about possibly buying your software, Wow! You know, that should be acted on in five or 10 minutes at most. There's lots of ways in which sales and marketing need to work together. And I talk about them in the book uh, in terms of jointly agreeing on who the customer is, uh, who's responsible, you know, what is the responsibility of, of each team for generating leads, because both have different ways of doing that. Uh, what is the responsibility of each team for responding to the leads when they are generated? What content does sales need to help close deals? Um, and uh, for B2B, having target uh, account programs, account-based marketing, where you're identifying maybe 20 uh, companies that are going to be the ones that you jointly go after this year and uh, figure out how you can get in the door. Or they might be um, target accounts where you say, hey, we've got these, our foot in the door. We're doing business for this uh, Fortune 500 company, but we could do 10 times more business for them if we got known throughout the company, the other departments who could use this too, and you use your target uh, account program that way. That's a great final thought. Thank you for being here. Get the book, Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Business Faster. Uh, that's our show for today. We're going to be back at it next Monday, October 1st, 4 p.m. My guest is going to be Jason Kuhn, former NCAA Division I baseball player, Navy SEAL team leader, and founder of Stonewall Solutions. We will see you next time. You've been listening to Winning Business Radio with your host, Kevin Hallinan. If you missed any part of this episode, the podcast is available on Talk 4 Podcasting and iHeartRadio. For more information and questions, go to winningbusinessradio.com or check us out on social media. Tune in again next week and every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time to listen live to Winning Business Radio on W4CY Radio, W4CY.com. Until then, let's succeed where others have failed and win in business with Kevin Hallinan and Winning Business Radio.